Tattoo Traditions is a podcast dedicated to the history of tattooing and those that have made significant contributions towards it. This episode features a true character, Pat Nunziata. Pat started tattooing in the 60s in New York in the basement of his mum's house. He bought his first machines from Walter Moskowitz after passing the shop on one of his lorry routes. He's tattooed Hell's Angels, done house visits and has some brilliant tattoo stories. Tattooists like Pat are the reason we do this podcast to keep their names as a part of tattoo history. We hope you enjoy it. Hi Pat, can you hear me alright? Yeah, I hear you good. Oh, perfect. Thanks, mate, for this. Have you had a good day? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, chilled one? I did, I did a lot of cooking. Oh, amazing. Yeah. What have uh, you been making? I made chicken cutlet. I made uh, sausages and pepper. Oh, I you love know? sausage and peppers. Yeah, so now I made enough for a couple of days, you know. Oh, perfect. That sounds great. Yeah, sometimes I, I like this chicken colored. I'll put a lot in the freezer now. When wow. I want to make a sandwich, I'll take out a piece or two, you know. Oh, that sounds lovely, mate. Yeah, but when you live alone, you know, it's either that or you got to go out and eat. Yeah, that's very true, mate. No, that's that's smart to do that. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, you know what, what you're making, you know. Well, that's true. Yeah, and you know you like it, don't you? And it's there if you fancy it. Yeah, I enjoy cooking anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah, me too, mate. I, I've had sausage and peppers before when I've been to New York. It's so nice. Yeah, I put the onions, you know, with the onions in there and the sauce. Yeah. And I bought a bag of hero bread, you know, so I got them in the freezer. So I take one or two rolls out. I try to stay away from the bread because of the cholesterol, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's about it there. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you've had a good day, mate. Um, yeah, thanks for your time, Pat. No for problem. I like to start at the beginning with these. So, do, do you remember the first time that you actually saw a tattoo? Well, what I what do you mean? What I saw or what I did? No, like when you first saw one. Do you remember when you were a kid? Like, did you see one when you were a kid? <laughs> yeah, I always seen. I grew up. My uncle always had tattoos. One of my uncles, he was loaded. Right. He got it from Coney Island from Mike Tattoo there. Mm. I forget the last night. Colby, Italian name, you know, mm. Mike. And Jimmy, anyway, he had got it from him. He got tattoos. And I know Mike, they lived because he was his friend. And Mike lived on, uh, I think, Myrtle Avenue in Brooklyn there, you know. Mm -hmm. And he used to get tattooed there, you know. And then uh, I think that's in the early 60s, you know. Yeah. And then uh, I think think somebody died or got hepatitis from one of those tattoos. I don't know if it was Mike or something. They closed the... Down in Coney Island in the city. Oh, no. Yeah, so everybody used to go to the houses and do it, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so then there was no tattoo parlors around, you know? So I happened to be driving one day a truck. It was an early, like, before 62, you know, around 62 maybe. Okay. And uh, I come along in Copeg up on the Little East Neck Road or Great Neck Road there, and it was a tattoo parlor there, but it opened at night, you know? Yeah. So I went back at night with my friends, and it was Stanley and Walter, you know, Moskowitz. Of course, yeah. And so they had the tattoo parlor there. And we were talking to him, you know, and he says, Nasser and Suffolk, there was no laws against it. It was just the city that mm. banned it, you know. And so like I say, uh, I had wanted to open up, but I used to drive a truck, so I, I couldn't stop it, you know. So me and my friend, I was telling him about the tattoo parlor, so one Friday night, we went down and took a ride, and we both got tattooed, you know, the same tattoo. Nice. So, uh, in fact, uh, Walter did my tattoo. What did you get, Pat? I got um, an eagle with a heart and a dagger and it said, Death Before Dishonor. Oh, amazing. It cost me $25, you know. We both got the same tattoo. Cool. So that night, I says, you know what? I want to start tattooing. I says, mm-hmm. I'd like to buy a machine. So the tattoo the gun that he, uh, we call it a gun, the tattoo machine, mm. 
that he tattooed me where he took gave me it and I bought it right there twenty five dollars. Wow. Yeah. And I bought a you know two tubes, an outline and a shader tube with some needles and ink from him. Wow, he sold and you that, it there and then. Yeah, right there and then. Wow. Yeah. So you know that was good. So then I that's how I learned how to tattoo. But the needles we made at that time we had to make the needles with the sewn pins, you know, the number twelve sharps. Yeah, sure. And he showed you how to do it with the rod. Put a bunch, you know, three or four. Or there used to be five needle outline, I think, at that time. Mm. Put them on and put a string around it, you know, with a string, thread like, and then just pull one piece through the front, and that would hold it tight. And then we would put a little flux and solder and solder, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's how we made them at that time. Wow. But some of them look like spears. Until <laughs> 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 so you got good at it, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Trial and, and error. Uh, <laughs> but then my friend, he had bought some machines too. And I think from him, I'm not sure from him or not, but anyway, we used to go there every like every couple of, every week or so, every two weeks, we used to hang out with them, go talk to them, mm. him and Walter and Stanley. And we became friends with them, like, you know. So we had went into the back room. They used to have the back room. We hung out, worked them coffee, you know, bullshit alone for a couple of hours, you know. Yeah. And somehow my friend noticed uh, an address from um, uh, who's that guy in Chicago? Uh, Milton Zeiss. Oh, Zeiss. Yeah. Sure. So they seen we spotted it. They got pissed. They <laughs> threw us out because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want us to know where it was. Yeah, of course. So my friend, my friend had the address, and then the uh, extra catalog, and then we bought some machines from him. Oh wow! Walter us. You know, and they were, I think, $25 a piece at that time. Mm. And uh, I think I may still have it, but I'm not sure. Cool. Because I have a bunch of machines I bought. You know, everybody that comes in the shop when I was tattooing, they, they bring you stuff, so I buy them, you know. Yes. And uh, so we both got tattooed, and then uh, we bought the machines. And then uh, we started tattooing in our basements. You know, he was in his basement, and I was in my basement. What was the friend's name, Pat, that you bought the machines with? Jackie Ald. Oh, wow. Amazing. What a good name. Yeah, I'm still friends with him yet. Oh, cool. And we're both alive. <laughs> <laughs> the shame Walter and Stanley died. but Yeah, that is a shame, isn't it? Yeah. In fact, I had Walter, his son, working for me in my other shop. Oh, yeah, I know. Marvin. 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 Yeah, I know Marvin. Yeah, for about a year or two, he worked for me in my other shop. Oh, cool. Spoke. I didn't know that, Pat. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah, so, Who like was, I said, what I, was doing, what I was doing it in my house. Yeah. And, you know, I know there's no board out. They used to break my chop. They said, I hear you're doing tattoos. But I used to lie to them, you know. Yeah. Said, nah, I'm not tattooing. <laughs> and to make a long story short, my, you know, my mother took a video of me. That time they had the eight millimeter. Mm. So they were taking pictures of me with tattooing these guys, you know. They used to come all the time. Yeah. So I had that on video. Those were my first ones. They would be in a bar. You know, and they start talking. And I said, "Yeah, I'll tattoo you half drunk." Yeah, He's, I didn't even have a stencil. I do a freehand on them. You know? Oh wow! So they get big, small, whatever. You know. Yeah, whatever you started off with, however big yeah. you started it off. <laughs> and you know, I look at the picture and I draw because I can always draw. You know. Okay, cool. And 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 that's how I started doing that in my house. You know. Wow. So so that was just word of mouth, Pat. So like you tattoo. Yeah, you know, when you go to the bar, you know. You know, you tell me I tattoo you, and then you show me your tattoo, you know, my tattoos. Mm -hmm. And I wound up uh, being at a bar one night, and everybody's talking about tattoos on their privates, you know. <laughs> so some guy had a snake tail on his penis. Wow. It went into his head, and then it came out of his belly button, like, you know? <laughs> So I went home right after that, and I put a bumblebee on mine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back, and... I got so many free drinks after that. But every time I tell them, I got a bumblebee, they you're full of shit. You know? and, and then I whip it out, and then, and then I got a free drink. You, know? <laughs> you either got a free drink or you got arrested. One of the two, Pat. <laughs> well, I never got arrested, but I just, uh, but I used to whip it out in a diner's any place. Oh, man. Amazing. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of laughs. But, yeah. That's cool, Pat. Yeah, so that's what I did for you know a few years. You know, I always did it in my house. Then I got married, and I moved to Brooklyn, 
and I start tattooing in Brooklyn there, you know, in my apartment. Yep. And, uh, I, you know, my uncle was still friends with Mike, mm. and he he introduced me to Mike, moved to Metropolitan Avenue, I think it was Forest Hill, I forget now, it was on Metropolitan Avenue in Brooklyn. Yep. So I had went to his apartment, and he had gave me some uh, stencils, paper stencils that they used to do, you know, wow. they they would put it on an acetate and hit, go to the back of the tracing paper with a pencil. Mm-hmm. Like and a then you would get the, yeah, and you would get it transferred. Yeah. So I still got them yet from then, probably wow. 60. I don't know, I had to be 22. So yeah, six, was, 60 years, 70 years. What was 70, his name, Pat? Sorry, what was his name, Mike? It was Mike. Uh, I, I can't think of it right now. It's with a C. Okay. With a Kalayambia or something, Kalayambia. But his brother used to tattoo Jimmy too. Oh wow! And he was a tattoo artist. And uh, he moved to Ellenville, upstate New York. Okay. And he was tattooing up there. Oh the wow! Two brothers, I haven't know. heard of those two before. Yeah, they they were the original. They worked right next to Nathan's. Oh, did I they? Think, yeah, it was. Uh, I can't remember. Blackie was there. You know, Brooklyn uh-huh. Blackie and sure. all these tattoo artists. Wow. But that's who his Mike's was right next to Nathan's. His little shop. It was so small. <laughs> It was about six foot, eight foot or something square. <laughs> wow, amazing. That's all you need, though, don't you, really, if you're on your own? Yeah, and everybody be looking in the window, you know. That's how they're going for names for hot dogs, and then they get a tattoo, you know. Yeah, what a great spot. What a great spot Yeah, that, but that was, they had, a, Coney Island had about four or five shops there. Dracula, Blackie. I can't think of the names did, right now. But Did you meet those guys as well, Pat, and get tattooed? No, I didn't meet them because... Now, like I said, I mostly moved. I did, moved to Brooklyn for a year, then I moved back out of here. Mm. So I really never went to Brooklyn no more, you know, just to visit my family. Sure. So most of my things was up here that I tattooed. Okay. And, then, and I had my basement. I had like uh, all my pictures that flash that I drew, you know, and I used to make the acetate stencils. And I used to have like a little suitcase that I had, I made with my uh, transformer and I put my needles in there and the you know the foot pedal and all that, wow. and I would bring the the metal box, a file like a file box, file box, mm. and I had all my stencils that I made. You know, and every time I give a tattoo, that way I had them in alphabetical order. You know, amazing. And, and then I used to bring that in my uh, little uh, luggage container, a luggage box. You know, yeah. And I could do tattoos in people's houses. You know, oh, door to door. Yeah, so I, that box I still got yet, you know? No way. I, I swear to God, it's, it's got a little black transformer in there. I got the little cups in there, ink I used to carry. You know? Oh, man, that's so cool. Yeah. And, and it still worked, that thing, but <laughs> nostalgia. Like, yeah, I put it up in my attic. I forgot all about it. Oh, that's so cool, Pat. What an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah, so that was that. And then, like I said, down my basement, I used to do the tattoos. Are we still in my the 60s wife, right now, Pat, or is this a bit late? Yeah, well, I got married in 64, so I moved up here in 66 okay. in Oldsville. And that's why I was tattooing down here in my basement. Wow. You know, for years, you know, and I used to always do it on a weekend, but they used to come anyway during the week, banging on your door, and I told them, <laughs> don't come, I got to go to work, you know, five in the morning. Then <laughs> my wife used to get jealous of me. she fight with me. When I tattooed a girl, she didn't want me to tattoo no girls. Uh, I said, I'm not bothering them. I'm, I'm tattooing. <laughs> I don't want you to tattoo no girl. I said, but they give me money. I don't care, male, female. I'm not. They got their boyfriend. You're up here, you know. <laughs> and she used to fight all the time with me. Jealous, you know. <laughs> Was there and many women part- getting tattooed in that time, Pat? Yeah, a lot of women got tattoos. Cool. Yeah, I, you know, just to get them on their ankles or their uh, back, you know. Yeah, sure. You know, well, on their breasts, you know, where they were hidden, like, you know. Yeah, a bit more hidden, yeah, because it was much yeah. more taboo, wasn't it, for a woman to get Yeah, no, it in. was, it was very, everybody looked down on you, frowned on you, tattoo, they they, they do you a dirtbag, drunk, drug addict. Mm. It was so hard at that time to get a store. When yeah. I finally was looking for a shop, you know, I guess it had to be uh, in the 80s, you know. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a shop, running, I going around with the board health at that time up here in Suffolk County. Mm. You had to have the Board of Health ride with you and look at the place that they had okay before you could take it, you know? Yeah. So for a few weeks, they were riding with me looking at a couple of shops I wanted that I didn't want, you know, they, or they didn't want. <sighs> and and then as soon as they hear, I, you know, the guy said, the landlord said, all right, I'll give it to you. 
what kind of business? I said, tattoo. They said, ah, we don't want no tattoo parlors. You got drunks, you got this, you got, you know, drugs. Oh, so it was very hard to open a shop, you know? Yeah. And, but, uh... So you tattooed in the basement for quite a while then, Pat, did you? From yeah, 60... for, uh, from 66 to the 80s. Wow. Yeah, I used to do it in my basement. And plus I go to people's houses, you know? Amazing, that's cool. Uh, and did... like I said, I, I used to tattoo like a... They had the pagan, not the pagan. At that time, it was the nomads, mm. they called them. But they wanted them, I think, turning into the pagan motorcycle gang, you know. Mm -hmm. And they used to come to my house from Brentwood, you know. Okay. And I, and I you know, I tattooed it. But then I, had to open, I finally opened a shop up in 82 in uh, Farmingville when I was there for 30-something years, you know. Mm. And, and during that 32 years, I had opened another shop in uh, East Northport. And I had like five artists working out of there. And and, and that was a good shop in East Northport. Mm -hmm. And that's where Marvin worked with me for a couple of years, you know. Okay, cool. And uh, like I say, but everybody that I had always robbed you. See, I'm a born-again Christian. I never hurt nobody. I always helped them, you know. Yeah. Loan them money, this, that. They always rob you. And, and I always caught them, you know. Mm. For some reason, you get caught. And you get suspicious of people. They tell you I'm doing a touch-up. And I used to have the video cameras on, you know. Mm. And I said, you're there an hour. What kind of touch-up, you know? He said, well, I wanted to make sure it was good. Then I know they're bullshitting me, you know. So then uh, I get suspicious. At night, I go to the garbage. You know, they throw the garbage in the dumpster. I put gloves on. I open the plastic bags up. And I go look at the stencil. Because the Board of Health had wanted you to put a a picture of the tattoo that you did on the back of the release form with their license, the photocopy of their license, you know? Oh, okay. And then you have to put the description on the front, what it was and all that. Mm. So they, these people, these tattoo artists, would shrink the picture down oh. and make it look like small. So it looked and like they charged less. And they, yeah, they told me that's why it was so much, $50. Meanwhile, mm. when I ripped the bags up and it was 300 or 500 <laughs> you know? And I caught them. Even my partner was robbing me. Oh, man. I, I had to get rid of him, you know. You were, better, you were better off in the basement, Pat, on your own. <laughs> yeah, well, my other shop where I worked, you know, I had a couple of people working there, too. And uh, then my kids start tattooing. Yeah. And, you know, they come on a weekend and tattoo. And my son, other son, the younger guy, he had went to college, and he was tattooing in college. Cool. So I used to ship him the... The needles, new needles, you know, sterilized. <laughs> he had inks, he had everything. So, and that's what we did back and forth like that, you know. Oh, wow, that's clever. And he made extra money in there, you know. Well, it's a great idea. I mean, I think some people listening to this might not realize that it wasn't a full time profession for you, was it, when you first started? It was like. No, no, it was, it was just part time. Really, wasn't it? Because you had a full time job. Yeah, I had a full time job and I couldn't quit, you know. No. So I just did it on a weekend, which was extra money for me, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, and, but they used to come on a Christmas, New Year's, banging on the door drunk. I said, are you kidding me? On New Year's Eve, you looking for a tattoo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the only problem with tattooing from home, Pat, isn't it? That they always Yeah, know, well, like... either I did it or I, I traced them away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, when I was young, you had to be a little tough... Otherwise, they break your shoes, you know? They try to intimidate you, you know? I can imagine, well, especially in New yeah. York. Yeah, they were always like that, you know. They, you don't forget, you got five, six guys come in drunk. Mm. You you had to stand up to them. You couldn't let them bullshit you, you know. Yeah, totally. Nah, so they, you know, I, I, nobody ever bothered me like that. You know, even in my shop, they want guys. I had to go after them with a bat a couple of times, you know. <laughs> but because they, you know, I told them don't bring the dog in. They said, nah, the dog is good. I said, your first place, the board hell don't want no dogs in there, and I don't want no dogs in there. I got rugs in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna piss on my floor. I said, No, it's good. And the guy keeps telling me, Will you please take it out? All of a sudden, the dog pisses. I said, You mother, if I told you I don't want him in there, I chase you after him, you know. <laughs> so the, the guy that I was tattooed <laughs> says, Mr. Uh, Pat, please calm down. I'll, I'll keep him out. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> now I'm, I'm shaking all up because I'm really pissed. I want to get this guy. Yeah, now I said, I hope this tattoo comes good because look at my hands are shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I said, thank him if it comes crooked at these lines. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're trying to do a portrait on somebody. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, a couple of times like that, you get, you have, you know, 
done a couple of times some guys try to rob me, you know. Really? Yeah, but... What, when you were on your own, before you had the shop? Yeah, when I, no, when I had the shop. Oh, this is wow. when I was in the shop. Yeah. In my house, I, was, I never had no problems in my house. No. Just my wife was my problem. She used to fight with me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there, there was no problem, yeah. And it was, like I say, extra money, so... You know. Yeah, of course. And at that time, it was tax-free, so... Was it illegal when you started, Pat, or... Yeah, when I started, it was legal then. It was yes, legal. I could, I could open the. That's why I told you I bought the machines yeah. from Stamp Walter. Yeah. And it was legal up in Suffolk County here. Right, yeah. Okay. Huh? Yeah, because it and was that, made illegal a few times, wasn't it? Well, as long as I know, it was always legal here in Suffolk County. Oh, okay. It was. You know, in the city, city it was banned. Was. You know, in the, it was banned in the city. Yeah. And it, it finally became legal. Okay. Because I guess everybody was doing it in their basements, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who else did you get tattooed by Pat early on then so you got tattooed by Walter and that's when you bought the machines but who else did you yeah. I did all my other ones by myself or my kids oh wow yeah well when I was like uh, 14 or 15 yeah like I said there was no tattoo parlor you know mm. so I had got a picture I drew in school and I uh, drew it on my hand with a ballpoint pen mm -hmm. and I made a uh, sewing needle and I put thread around it so it could only go so deep mm -hmm. and I poked my tattoo on my arm <sighs> you know and that was my first tattoo it's like I got a dog with a hat wow. and a collar with, with like points on it which I still got it here wow. and that was my first tattoo and I hid it from my father because yeah. my father hated tattoos uh. and then my grandfather ratted me out <laughs> and my father chased me all over the house and hit me on the head <laughs> Give me a couple of smacks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's how he found out about it. And uh, once it was out, it was out. Yeah. But, uh. So that was that just the I drawing did. you'd done. That wasn't like something that was inspired by a tattoo design or anything like that. I, yeah, I drew a picture from a comic book, like a little dog with a hi hat. Oh, nice. And I just freehanded on my, with a ballpoint pen. And I followed it, you know. And then, like I said, I start tattooing myself up, cool. you know, on both arms, wherever I could reach. My inner arm, my, I tattoo with my right hand, but I did it with my left hand, Jesus Christ, on the inside. Wow. And it come pretty good, I'll tell did you. It? Yeah, it's, it's, it looks like Christ. Wow. And, that, and I did it on my, my arm, the other one, wherever I could reach, you know. Cool. My legs, um, I did that like that. And then, my, you know, my friend Jackie... I tattooed him, and he tattooed me a couple, you know. Nice. Tattoo each other, and uh, and then, like I say, in the '82, I opened up the shop in Farmingville, mm. which I was there to around uh, probably about seven, eight years ago. I had to stop because uh, my back went out. I had to get operated, my hands, mm -hmm. and a couple tunnel. Yeah. And then I got surgery on my back. And until today, I can't really walk or draw or do anything. I can't oh, do that. man. So, and that's what happened there. So I had to close it down, which aggravated me. Mm. And uh, like I say, I, uh, you know, Cliff's tattoo, you know, Cliff White. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, he had come to me. He gave, I gave him his first job. Oh, wow. He worked for me. Yeah. And uh, then he went to Lou's tattoo, but it was Willie was working there, you know. Okay. And he and he worked there for a while, you know. Then he opened up his own shops, you know. Nice. And like I know Lou, you know, Robino. Oh yeah, of course. And the Bolton, the father and son. I used to know the father. Yeah. And uh a few guys. I you know, I forget the names now, you know what I mean? Yeah. There sure. was Frank, I had I had hired Frank. Um that was his list. He moved to um Colorado or something. I can't think of his name right now. Okay. But he worked for me for a biker guy, you know. Cool. He had his own shop in the Satorka there. Or Smithtown, something like that. Okay. What What was it like tattooing the bikers, Pat? Were they Were they pretty good customers and, you know? Yeah, they always come in there. I, you know, I tattooed the Hells Angels, the Pagans, you know. Yeah. I had a, a Hells Angel to work with me. But I had to fire him, you know. Because, like I said, I was a born-again Christian. Yeah. And he was tattooing. And then I'm telling him, uh, he showed me the tattoo. I said, that's an upside down. It's a satanic cross. Oh, God. So he said, that's what I want. I said, well, 
please. You know, I don't, I don't go for that. Yeah. Don't do that. And he did it anyway, you know? Okay. So I didn't want to fight with because he had a gun, three, a three fifty seven, whatever the hell he had a big gun on it. Oh, jeez. So I don't want to get killed. No. So he did the tattoo that night. He left. So the next day he had to come in and come with a cab. So I got there early. As these the cab come, I said, "Listen, I forget his name, Rich. Yeah. Please." I says, "Don't get out." He said, "Why?" why? I said, "Cause I told you last night." Don't tattoo, but you disrespected my wishes. Mm. No, I, you can't work anymore. I'm sorry. You know, and that was it. So we became, we still talked with each other. Every once in a while, come, can you make me a stand? So I did it, you know, but yeah, but he never worked no more, you know. Oh, well, at least I guess he, he was respectful enough in the end to like not kick off with you and stuff and understand why. Yeah, you well, you understood what I said. You, you disrespect my ex, you please don't do it. You just did it anyway. Yeah, I don't sure. go back, you know. But I, like I said, I had a lot of guys working with me, different people, hmm. you know? Oh, I like J.C. Fly. You remember J.C. Fly? Yeah, you hear his name? I've heard of J.C. Well, Fly, yeah. Yeah, I know him. Since we, and that was Jackie's friend. And we became friends. In fact, my friend Jackie put his ego, an outline of his ego on his back, and I colored it in for him. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I never got a tattoo from him, but we were friends, you know? Oh, that's cool. He, he used to work out of his house, too, in Patchwork. <laughs> for 112. We all worked that out of our houses, you know? Of course you did, yeah. But Well, as well, I suppose, not only was it hard to get a shop, but it was also more expensive than working from your house, wasn't it? Cause... Yeah, it was cheaper, you know? Yeah. No, There's no overhead, you know what I mean? No. And then you had to get a permit from the Board of Health. They have to come, you know? Yeah, sure, exactly. And they might not have signed off on your basement, Pat. <laughs> no, not in the basement. That didn't happen. <laughs> did you, you have did, to be legal. You, you have, have to have a whole... Yeah, you need a bank account, a regular business, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. they feel about the basement, but... Oh, yeah, no. well, like I say, Willie, I mean, not Willie, uh, J.C. Fly had opened the first shop up here. And in fact, my wife's um, friend from school, high school, he was wanting to learn how to tattoo. His name was Dave Avecroft or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. He became partners with... Uh, uh, J.C. Fly, okay. I thought they became part of. They were tattooing, you know. Oh wow! So you know, I taught a lot of guys coming in the apprentices. You know, I teach them how to do it. And then, they then all of a sudden, they come in and they learn how to do it. And then they go out and then they bed by you on top of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like I, I never, I never hurt nobody. Believe me, no. I would only help. Them. But I don't know why they have to bed by you. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one having an. I know, I know some people that have never had an apprentice, and I think. I think I can understand why, because when you hear stories like that, it it, um, it makes you think, why do I bother? No, and then like when I, even in the East Norfolk, I hired artists, you know, young guys, you know. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I come at night, like I said, I said if I close my shop up, I used to close up, you know, 11, 12 o'clock here if I had no business. If I had business, I would work to, to the morning, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course you would. Daylight. I never closed down Yeah, if I had but if you know if there was nobody there by 11, 12 o'clock, I go home, pick my wife up, then I have to go to East Norport, get the the money mm -hmm. and the video, you know, to change the tapes, you know. Yeah. And I look around, I check everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Then I see uh, they got cases of uh, cards under the cabinets. So the next day I go, I say, "What's these cases there? Cards?" He said, "Those are my cards to get to my customers. Your customers? <laughs> They're my customers. They're coming to my shop." He's giving him cards so he could go to his house. He's tattooing him out. Oh, my God. So I threw them both out. Get the half out of here, you know? Oh, mate. You've, you, I said, you know, yeah. your customers, you're out of your mind. Oh, Pat, what a nightmare. I swear to God, every one of them were robbing you. They robbed, every one of them robbed me. Everyone. Oh. Not one that was good. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Oh, Even mate. my partner had to get rid of him, too. Even who? My partner. Oh, really? Yeah, he wound up opening it. As he's supposed to be at the shop, I'm calling up Frank. I can't think right now. Yeah. Anyway, they, they became friends, Frank and him, you know. Mm -hmm. Frank is covering for me. Robert says, where's uh, Angelo? Tell him to call me when he gets. He's supposed to open up at 12 or 1 o'clock, you know. Mm. And he's not there. 2 o'clock, call me. Where is he there? Not. 3 o'clock, is he there? No. I said, where the frick is this guy? <laughs> and finally... I find out he's opened his own shop up. Nobody's telling me. Oh, he's yeah. opened up his own shop out in the Miller Place. And oh. Frankie's tattooing free tattoos to give guys 
So he, they could bring him those their uh, chairs, barber chairs and stuff, you know, dental chairs. Yeah. I said, what? I'm no more partner. I said, you cut me out. You know? Oh. So I, I had a feeling that he was robbed me, you know, because when I didn't go there, you know, they used to bring the money here at night. Okay. And his brother, you know? And the two of them would come in. You know, I, you know, I was like his father, really. He had no father. Yeah. You know, I brought him, I, I led him to the Lord, you know, we prayed, he got saved. And I, I treated my son to dad. How come you're so trustworthy? Mm. I don't know. I felt close to the guy. I liked him, you know? Mm. So, like I said, I, I helped him get started with the tattoos. Then he got thrown out with his girlfriend out of his house, got locked up. I bail him out of jail. Oh, I pick God. him up. I used to give him money every night because he sleep in his car for gas. Oh, my. Yeah. So, he wound up by making him a partner with me, you know? So, he built this whole place from nothing, from scratch. Yeah. At that time, uh, Home Depot used to be open all night. So at you know one o'clock in the morning we go over there, get all the equipment we needed, and then we would work in the shop building stuff, you know. Yeah. And then that's how we got the shop going. And it was a nice shop, beautiful over there. That shop, I had five guys working for me there. Oh wow! And girls, you know, pierces. And uh, but like I say, every one of them, another one, a girl, she worked. I can't think of the name. I'm forgetting the names right yeah, now. Yeah, it's probably a good so, thing. But I had just me and my wife. I put the, all the pictures up on a wall and tracks, like, you know, mm -hmm. and I put the, we used to have price tags on it, like A, A plus, you know, we meant different, you know, 50, 55, okay. B, 60, whatever. And we went all the way up. I, we we uh, put these tags on every picture, you know. Mm -hmm. Then I put acetate sheets over them. Yeah, to, to protect, protect them. them, you know. Yeah. Now I hired this girl. I just finished me. It must have took me a month to put these, go through all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just finished putting all the acetate up. It cost me a few hundred dollars for those sheets. They're expensive. Because hmm. it was a big shop. I come in and, and there's no sheets up. No, I said, what the hell happened there? I said, what happened to my sheets? She said, like, we couldn't reach them. We need them to look at the pictures. So what'd you do with them? I threw the sheets out. You oh. threw them out. I said, I hire you for tattoos. I didn't hire you for interior, interior <laughs> decorator. You know? <laughs> uh, Unbelievable. Oh, Pat. You've had no I luck, mate, with the with the I swear to God, they were one was worse than the other. Oh. Then I wound up buying a, a what do you call it, a laminate machine. Yeah. I had over two thousand pictures up on those walls. Wow. You know? And I laminated every one of those pictures. Mm. And I put tracks up to put them in so they could get the pictures out. Yeah. I never took a picture out when I tattooed. No. I said, You can't remember a rose red. You can't remember a green leaf? Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? What is so hard about remember? <laughs> you need the picture there. It ain't like you're drawing it. <laughs> and this is what they did. Then some nights, I come and I see five or ten pictures not around. They're out of the size. I'm saying, where the hell are these pictures? So now I'm looking all over the shop. I can't find them. They were taking them home at night, photocopying them, and then bringing them back. <laughs> so they wound up every sheet that I bought, you know, they had at home. Oh. Take books. I had books of pictures. Oh my god! They took Pat. them home. This is the, this is what a really truth. There's no joke. <sighs> so you know when you catch them stealing or whatever, you tell them no smoking in the place. Yeah. No drugs. But you know I'm, I'm not this. <sighs> so a couple of nights I come in, I see the the what do you call the incense mm. burning. On the windowsill, you know, because oh, they're smoking pot, I guess, you know. Yeah. He says, you want to smoke, smoke outside. I said, but don't leave the thing burning. It's going to fall, burn my place up. Are you crazy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then they leave the the sterilizer on the heat. They leave things on like they don't care, like, you know. Oh, my. Then another time my wife was in a hospital. So I got out of the hospital probably at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. And uh, I go to the place to go check the tapes, you know. And uh, that, like these guys, the two guys that I was talking about, they're tattooing. And I'm saying to myself, I'm laughing. I said, oh, boy, I'm making money. Yeah. They must be busy. I walk in. and It was in the winter. It had to be 90 degrees and it had to heat up high. <laughs> so I said hi to them. I walk in the back and I go through the book and I'm looking. There's no no uh, release sheet. Hmm. I said, where's the sheet for the tattoo? Oh, we're doing them. For, these are my friends. <laughs> Your friends? I said, Pack up your shit right now. You're out. Of, you're not doing them with that. Close it down. That's it. Mm. I guess get that out of here. You know. Oh, 
<laughs> so I wound up throwing him out. I said, you're supposed to be doing this. There's no free shit. I don't mind you doing your mother or something. You, you're here. You burn the money. You're, you're my electric and my stuff, and you ain't even charging. Totally. If, uh, if, you, is, if you hadn't charged your friends in the early days, you'd never made any money, Pat, because that's probably who you were no, talking no, in the early they days. You. Then yeah. they tell you what, you know, I, they want certain kind of gloves. I said, supply the gloves. Mm. I said, these gloves are good for me. If you want fancy gloves, you buy them. I'm not buying them. <laughs> but I buy, I'll buy these, you know. Mm. So, you know, I supply, I didn't supply the ink, but I supplied the gloves, the sterilizers. Yeah. Whatever they needed, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Napkin. <laughs> and then you tell them, Clean up after every every everybody. I want you to clean up, wipe down with disinfectant, hmm. so nobody gets AIDS. You know, yeah, cross contamination. They just came out of the board of health. They went for a class. You know, okay. This is like in the morning, not at night. They're working, and I go there. Like I said, I go there at twelve one o'clock, and I they were home. So now I see sp spray like spackle the paint all over the splashes all over the place. Mm -hmm. I said, they didn't wipe this counter down. They didn't wipe the chair down. Everything is all spackled in. <laughs> so I get the rag and I put disinfectant and I wipe it down. And it's like a rainbow stuff. Oh, darn. So I tell them, you didn't wipe up. Listen, oh, yes, we did. Don't tell me you did. I wiped up. It was all over the place. Yeah. You know, I said, what's wrong with you guys? <sighs> you know? Don't you care about yourself? You, you know? Yeah, totally. They, they, they said, well, I put it on a paper towel. Yeah, I said, but I watch the camera. Mm. You got the machine in your hand as you're tattooing. Now you, you put the machine on your lap, oh. on your leg. Now that's cross-contaminated. Now whatever from that machine is on your leg. Yeah, totally. Now you the next customer, you do the same thing. Yeah. So you're cross-contaminated every minute. Don't well, I use this retarded? I said, you know, mm. they said, oh, I didn't think of that. What no. do you mean I don't think? You just went to the test. They you told literally you. this morning, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's no telling some people, Pat, is there? I mean, it's Some like they don't can't be helped. Did you know Tony Polito, Pat? Well, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Did, did you know Tony Polito? I heard him, but I don't know him personally. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he's he died. He was in Brooklyn too. Yeah. Yeah. Just different neighborhoods, I guess. Yeah, there's Brooklyn's big. Mm. You know, I lived. I had lived in um on the north side, Greenpoint there. Okay, yeah. He was down more towards Coney Island, like, you know. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I always forget how big New York is. Yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a big county, mm. you know. It's a couple of miles square. But, you know, you got Brooklyn, then you got Queens, you got Nassau, Suffolk, you know. Did you, uh, did, you, did you like painting Flash in the early days, Pat? Did I what? Did you like painting Flash in the early days? Well, I used to do it every night. I used to make it when, before I opened up. Wow. That's how I got my flash. You know, I would draw them up every night, draw, paint them, bring them out, you know. Wow. That's how you did it. Then, like I say, when I had this, I used to buy the acetate sheets from uh, Spalding and Rogers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where there was like a couple of hours of sheet. I still got them around. And then you would, would describe, scratch in. I don't, you probably know, right? Yeah. Scratch it. And I would make every sheet that I had those pictures. You know, and sometimes you would have to do double sided because it would be reversed. So you have to oh, go on the other side. Yeah, of make, course. To make it the same as the picture, you know. Yeah, there's no photocopier, was there, to yeah. flip it on? So. Right. So, like I say, I still got all those acetates sheets, you know. Cool. I had got um, one of these file cabinets that had about 90 uh, boxes in there. <laughs> And I used to put the each sheet into a, a lunch bag, like you know. Yeah. In in those in the thing, you know, and maybe four or five sheets in there, in each one, you know, depending on what I had. Yeah. Plus the file cabinets, I had file cabinets with every uh, outline in there, you know. Wow. Drawings, which I still have. I want to try to sell them, but I took, a, I closed the shop down. I put, I bought a car trailer, you know. Okay. And I got everything in it. I got those racks, you know, those big racks are about four foot high. Yeah, sure. And they're around three foot wide, some two, three foot wide. Wow. I had that I had like ninety something sheets up on the wall. Oh my. And every there was like twenty something hundred sheets on that one rack. Wow. Then I had a couple of small racks and I had the 
the books, the leather-bound books where you put the flash in each sheet. Mm -hmm. I think I had about 30 of those books. And so, you know, and now half the people don't even use flash no more. Yeah, there's there's a with their cameras with their cameras. They no, got the you're right. There's a magic to that stuff, though, isn't there? You know that hand drawn, hand painted flash yeah. that you were doing in the sixties and seventies and eighties. That's there's magic. Yeah, well, there, like I it? said, every sheet that I had, I I got a I don't know, just that one rack, like I said, had twenty something hundred sheets on. Wow. Then I like I got I think thirty or forty books. You know, they're like two by. They used to have one sheet to each book page. Yeah. Both sides. I got, I think, about thirty of them. Wow, amazing! With pictures. Plus, I have so many stacks, you know, loose, you know, in boxes. Yeah, sure. They oh, get, you know, it's going to take some time to go through it all, mate. Yeah, well, then I bought some other guy out, um, Gary Sorte. I don't know if you heard that name. No, I haven't actually. Well, he was a tattoo. He was a biker, and he had a place in Ron Conklin. He started. That's when I lived in Brooklyn. But he was doing it up by the expressway. Gary, hmm. and then he moved to uh, Oakdale, I think. Okay. He was on Sunrise. Oh, he had a tattoo parlor there. Then they, I don't know what happened in there. Then he moved to on Sunrise Harvey, more coming this way, Oakdale, more this way. Yeah. And then he wound up getting killed. Oh. He was a bike dude, you know. So the shop was the sister took it over, Cindy. Hmm. And then I, one of the guys I had tattooed. Richie, uh, I forget his last name, but he was friends of theirs, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, he talked to the mother. The mother had all the son's stuff. Yeah. So I bought, I bought everything, the wow. cabinet, the pictures, and he had all the pictures in glass, like frames, black frames, you know, like the picture frames. Yeah. I had cases of that. I bought. Oh. I bought the soda machines, candy machine. I bought everything. <laughs> everything. <you know? laughs> and, and I brought them in my shop, you know. Wow. And you still and got I, those bits. Yeah, and I used most of that stuff, you know, but the, some of the pictures I took out, but then I had a fire in my shop. Oh. My, my place burned down. Oh. Went right to the ground, you know. Blimey. So I lost a lot of stuff, you know, and all the stuff that was in the basement. I had the original Kong machine, you know, uh, not Kong. I had that too, but, you know, the ping pong. Okay. I have another. Remember you had the two, two people played? Yeah. I had that. The quarter. Oh, Everything wow. got flooded, drained out. You know, all my uh, pinball machines, all my pitches, oh. everything. And the water was up to the top of the steps. Oh, God. They, with the water from the fire department. Yeah. Plus, the building burnt down. It was oh. a complete total out. with was a big job to rebuild, you know. Oh, mate. What a nightmare. Yeah, it took me a little I lost a lot of money. Yeah, you haven't had much luck, Pat, have you, with, like, employing people and then fires and stuff, bless you. Yeah, well, you know, I hired a lot of people over there in Farmville. Yeah. A lot of people I hired. I taught, you know, the apprentice. Yeah. And they all, were, you know, they all went. In fact, uh, J.C. Fly came, because, I, like I said, I know him a long time, him and his son, mm. Greg. They come over one night, and I had this girl, Margie, tattooing. Mm-hmm. She was pretty good, you know, but they bullshit me. One, one is bullshitting me. The other one is bullshitting with Margie mm -hmm. and they wound up talking to her to go to their shop. <laughs> she left me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Here I'm helping her out. And see, they talk her in. I don't know why. In, who needs enemies when you got friends, Pat, eh? Right, when I got friends like that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, like, you know. Bloody I said, oh, with her, let her go. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't do nothing wrong, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I uh, made this room for her and everything, a special room to tattoo. Uh, you know, I made walls up for her so she could have her own. Uh, and this is, what the, this is what you get. Yeah, you know? I guess that's what happens. When you um, when you got the machines off of Milton's eyes, how were they compared to the ones that you'd had off Walter? Did they work better or about the same? Or? They were the same kind. Oh, they were the same. He must have got them from them too, and then sold them to you. What a classic! <laughs> yeah, well, because it was, you know, like I said, I paid from uh, what's his name again? <laughs> I can't. He's iced. Yeah, I paid twenty five dollars a piece. The same. I amount. still got somebody. I got all their catalogs yet. Some of their catalogs. Oh, amazing! Yeah, I've got one of their yeah. catalogs as well. Yeah, I got. I always keep. I'm a hoarder. I don't throw none away. No, that's the best way to be. I think, mate. I got what he call uh, mm -hmm. Rogers. You know. Paul Rogers, Spalding, Spalding, Spalding and Rogers. Rogers, yeah, all their catalogs, you know. Wow, 
I bought so much flash from them. Did they used you? to have sheet like about a dollar a sheet or something. Yeah, buy, sure. You know? Yeah, they were good money makers, Pat, weren't they? Yeah, they are. How much pictures? Yeah. And J.C. Crow. Yeah, sure. Crow, him, he had good flash. Yeah. He... But his sheets were around $7 a sheet. Oh, were they? Yeah. But they were beautiful painted, you know? Yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen his stuff as well, actually. Yeah, I loved his flash. I love and, the... And they, they um... were... I love the way that, like, a, you know, because I'm from England, but I think it, it tattoos in England around the time that you started, they look very different to a New York-style tattoo. Like, when you see a New York-style tattoo, it's got a certain look to it. Don't Do you think that? There is a difference? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, what is it? I always see, well, mum, M-U-M. -M, oh, M-U-M, yeah. The, spelling, the spelling's different, but I mean, like, I think a New York style tattoo, it's got a very hard sort of look. You know what? It almost, I guess the New York style tattoo almost feels a bit like New York itself. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it was bold. It was heavy. Bold. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. Like, and that's how New York is. A lot of shading, are. shading, a lot of shading. Yeah. But that, they lasted, you know what I mean? Totally. I still got the, the green on my legs. The green is still there, like brand new. Wow. But, you know, the red came out a little, you know. Mm. But the the green and the black still there. Wow, because you got it I, in that, there. I got that from uh, National Tattoo. Oh, cool! Yeah, I, I was friends with her with Flo. They used to live in uh, New High Park over here. Oh, nice! And I became friends when I went to the house with my wife, and we I used to get all my equipment from her inks. Yeah, it was a bit easier when the supply companies came along, I suppose, because otherwise, like you said, you were making your own needles, you were trying to, like, get machines from wherever you possibly yeah. could. Yeah, of course. You it... do what you do, you know. Nobody showed you. It was very hard to learn. Yeah. Nobody would tell you. I suppose you got pretty I suppose you got pretty lucky, but I mean I suppose, you know, fortune favours the bold, didn't it? The fact that yeah, you but even nobody asked showed him. it. He didn't show me how to tattoo oh okay we learned ourselves oh, me and my friend jackie yeah we just stopped practicing we didn't know how deep to go oh. how not to go that's what i'm saying <laughs> it was <laughs> sometimes it would stick the needle because it's going too deep yeah but you had to learn but yourself yeah like tight. i said it was very hard yeah nobody would tell you give you no clues how to mix it how to do this they sold you this stuff but they didn't say how to do it no see. they figure you're gonna Hurt somebody going out of business. Yeah, they don't exactly. want you to or just give up. Profits. Give up because you yeah. can't figure it out. Yeah, but we didn't, you know. No, amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that you tattooed yourself as well, like, and then because that's a brilliant idea. Because, like you said, when you're in the bar and you're like, "Oh, I do tattoos," then people are like, "Oh, they want to see it, don't they?" Like, yeah, I show them. I show them the tattoo. You're the walking you know? portfolio, which is smart. Yeah, I got them all over my legs, my chest. I got my name in my lip. Oh, you know? amazing. But, Did you uh, tattoo your own chest, Pat? My friend Jackie put the outline on, but I colored it myself. Wow. What, just like in a mirror? Yes, Ooh. in a mirror. Oh, my God. Amazing. What is it? What have you got on your chest? It's an eagle. I got a big American eagle. Cool. You know, coming down with the wings on both sides, like I'm coming to land. Wow. Did he draw that on? I forget where we got that thing. I don't remember where we got that. Uh, that design. But I don't remember where we got this, the design, but yeah. we made the acetate sheet. He put it on. I did it in his attic. Oh, man. And he was killing me because we didn't know how deep to go. <laughs> I heard like it sounded like a it sounded like a woodpecker hitting my bones. I said, oh, man, you're killing me. You know, it was hot. I could take pain, but this was hot. You could actually hear the, the needles bouncing off my bones. It sounded like <laughs> Uh, after I got the outline done, I said, oh, stop it. Yeah. I color it myself. Say, yeah. So I colored it myself. And it was, I mean, it didn't hurt half of what he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I love that. Yeah. I bet it's still there, though, Pat. It, it's there, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's probably etched into your bones. <laughs> no, well, the, but I mean, it, you know, it got a little lighter. Don't forget, I'm 80 years old. So. Yeah. You know, that ink does fade, but, you know. Well, but like, you know, the lines get wider, they spread out. Of course out, they you know? do. Yeah, that's it. I think I think as well, when you see a tattoo now um, that's like 50 years old, 60 years old or whatever, you think it was done with a big fat outline. That's like what it right, looks right, like, right? Yeah. But it wasn't, no, well, was it? No, it was, well, the original outline was five needle. Right. 
And then it went to three needle, which was nice, the three needle. Wow. Then they went to the single needle, which I never thought was going to last, you know, because mm. it was so fine. Yeah. And then I started doing a lot of single needle because it's so detailed, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, uh, and it worked okay, the single needle. But it, did, it didn't come out. <laughs> then they went to that black and gray stuff, you know? Uh-huh. And they had the tribal. That was uh, that used to become a pain in the neck, those tribals. Yeah. Black. Everybody wanted tribal bands, tribal this, tribal that. Yeah. But they up. made a lot of money, you know? Yeah, totally. It and was same thing with like uh, Yosemite Sam. They have like different eras. The Tasmanian Taz. Devil. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I hot, love that. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. Yeah, I bet they you've done a few of them. I did it so many different ways with cowboy hats, with <laughs> firemen hats, with police officers, with with hoses, playing hockey, <laughs> basketball, you name everything. We made him a baseball. <laughs> the Taz played it, did everything he did. Taz. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good money maker. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, it's interesting how it goes in trends, isn't it? Like, you know, you yeah. can see it come and then you can see it go. And then you saw well, in the beginning, in the beginning, it was like the Black Panthers was very, very popular. Yeah, of course. And then, like, I got a Pepe, Pepe Le Pew on my leg, a big one. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that's still bright as hell. Who, who, who oh, done that oh, one, Pat? That one, my friend Jackie. Bro. Oh, Jackie. Yeah, cool. You two were thick as Phoebes then, back then. Yeah, well, because that's on the outside of my leg. I couldn't reach it, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's the only reason. Yeah, I did on the inside, cross my leg, put it on my lap, yeah. and I tattooed myself. It's hard tattooing but, yourself, Pat, isn't it? You've got to be flexible. Yeah, well, when I was young then. <laughs> <laughs> I could tattoo myself now. Yeah. I couldn't even hold a machine. Oh, bless you. Huh? I got so many people want me to tattoo. Once in a while, I post a picture on Facebook yeah. of my shop, uh-huh. and they will make comments. Oh, you open it up? I uh, want another tattoo. You gave oh, me my first tattoo when I was 18. Wow. You know, I tattooed, like I say, generations. Of course you have. I tattooed the grandfather, the son, yeah. then the grandson came. Wow. They bring him back, you know? Yeah, there's not many jobs that you can say you've done that, is there? No, well, it's the truth, you know what I mean? Amazing. I'm not making it up. So cool, Pat. You'll have, to, yeah. have you ever thought about, have you ever thought about doing like a, a book? Because it's rare that, um, you know, I collect like, old you know old flash and machines and that sort of stuff i've mostly got mostly got english stuff but i love like the american stuff particularly new york stuff yeah i, I always wanted to it, make but... yeah i always wanted to make a book but i don't know how to go about it you know what yeah. I, mean? you got, I want to do you know you got to send pictures and this and that yeah yeah but like i say like, like i knew like i say like, who else i say i knew tattoo artists i don't know a sugar bear from New York. I met him. Okay. Um, Mark from Brooklyn. He's a he's another guy I met the mm -hmm. Cliffs. Nice. I mean, you know, a lot of them, but you know, I never like I say, I didn't care what they made. You know what I mean? I stayed to myself. Yeah. I never went like nosing around where they would come to my shop, like spying to see how you're doing and this and that. You know? Yeah, sure. That, I never did that. I didn't care if they made money or didn't make money. You okay. Know? I, I'm very private person, you know? Yeah, sure. But everybody used to always do that to me, come. And I knew they were spying around because they weren't looking for tattoos, you know? Right, yeah. But what are you going to do? That's the way, the, that's the name of the beast. <laughs> totally, mate. 100%. And, and then years ago, they would stay away from you. if you They wouldn't open up a shop in the same area. No, now no. they open up down the road for you. Yeah, it was yeah. different back then, weren't it? It was really, it was an unwritten yeah, rule. Yeah, well, because years it? ago, if you open up down a block, that you would be out of business in two minutes. Totally. They would break your windows up, yeah. beat you up. But you don't do it no more, you know? No, no, it's so. too many, I guess, now. Yeah, every, I'm telling you, two or three in the same neighborhood, you got tattoo problems. Plus, the ones doing it out of your house. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the one, that's the numbers you don't know about, is the people doing it out of the house, I suppose. Yeah. Well, you, you talk to the people when they get a tattoo, mm. they come to you, you know. They say, oh, I, I wanted you to get a tattoo, but you were closed. So I went to my friend in his house. Yeah. <laughs> I, then I asked him some questions. Huh? What, what did he do? 
they, what they need, clean or what? Well, the needles were out of it. They were, did you see him come out of a package? No. Yeah. Did they use alcohol? No, he don't have no alcohol. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you, how do you get tattooed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said, you're lucky you don't get hepatitis. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? You'd think that people would have spot being a bit They don't smart care. Now, and you're gonna see, yeah. And you're going to see some of the abortions. Yeah, totally. Jack, I'll tell you. Yeah. I said, oh, well, holy Bad God. I don't want to insult them. No. What do you think? Won't. I said, hey, you like it? That's what counts. Yeah, that's like all it? that matters, yeah. <laughs> it's like Braille. You can run your finger yeah. over it. And then sometimes they say, can you fix this up for me? <laughs> I can fix anything you want. Do you want it fixed? Do you want it covered? What do you want? Yeah. You know, some of them want it redone, like. Oh. You know? Yeah, that's hard which, work, Which mate. I did a couple of my own tattoos that I did, like, 40 years ago. Yeah. They had come in, some friends of mine. And I went over the whole thing with, you know, thin line needle, you know. Oh, did you? That's interesting. What retouched, sort of touched oh, up your I'll tell you, it, it looks like brand new. It don't even look like a needle fat. Oh, wow. You've got to see the difference. Yeah. Beautiful, the new colors. Yeah, totally, mate. You know, all the eagles, like the feathers and stuff. It's like you think you just did it fresh. Oh, that's nice. Because there was a tattoo under it. Yeah, because it's a shame, I think. I mean, for me being into the history of tattooing you know it's a shame when you see like older tattoos and then they get them covered like i always find that a shame because i think it's like but then i look at it differently to how they look at it like they've had it for 40 50 years so they want something to either go over it or they want it spruced up a bit don't they but i think that's a they better remember it you know what i mean the, the, the old tattoo whatever reason they got it you know yeah definitely in fact one of my uh, not a girlfriend but a woman friend that i know uh -huh. she got a tattoo somebody did in the basement she don't like it. It was like a Harley uh, insignia with some banners with a kid's name. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an abortion. Yeah. So I said, you know, she wants to get it fixed, but she went to somebody. The guy says, I, it's going to cost you a lot of money. I can't really fix it. You need a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I said, I wish I could do it. Tattoo, I would do it for you. So not, you know, but, mm -hmm. but you know, she, she says, well, I, I, he wanted to try to rob me. He wanted a lot of money. You know? Yeah. That's what they try to take advantage of you, you know? Yeah, sure. A woman. I never did that, you know what I mean? No, of course not. I just, I was fair price, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you should ask for, really, in it, is just to be fair. Yeah, I never try to rip nobody off, you know. Um, have Same you, thing. Have you, have you done many interviews before, Pat? Because I've got, I've got a... No. No, because no, when, when I was... Because, you know, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of history books and all that sort of stuff on tattoo history. And, like, there's, there's, like, a few books on, like, New York tattoo history and stuff and like and nobody like i said i kept to myself so okay the people don't even know about me no interesting uh, well it's great i'm glad that we've been able to talk talk and you've like put your history down because that that's why i want to do these pat because you know it's it, your story is just as important as everyone else's in 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 my eyes especially but that's why it's great to have these recorded i think yeah well like i say newsday and that was I don't know if it was New Day. Somebody, some one of the papers came once. I'm a woman, mm. and she, she wrote me some article if, on Facebook, you know. Mm. And you know, it was a nice article she gave, you know. Yeah. But like I say, I always I kept a low profile. I never tell the people where I live or what this, you know, where I did yeah, it. Yeah, sure. If no, they no. come, it was word of mouth thing. I never advertised, you know. <clears throat> and my place, believe it or not, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I get it from. I used to be like the main road, Granny Road, they used to call it. Mm -hmm. Then they dead, then that ended right by me. It was, they made it a cul-de-sac. Then they changed the name to Park Place. So now they put me out of business. Oh. So I was nobody could find you. If you could put Granny Road, you'll go to you. You go up past me up the oh, block. No. You go to the church. You know. So that's why I, this was my business. I still made money. Yeah. And they couldn't find me. They said, move out of here. But I'm happy where I am, you know. <laughs> and I wanted to buy in that building, believe it or not. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. I was there, like I say, from 82. to, And I, then the landlord was selling it. He forced me to buy it. I didn't even want to buy it. I said, I don't want it. <laughs> he said, I'm going to make you rich. I said, Mr. Mackin, I don't want it. <laughs> he said, I'm going to hold the mortgage. I hold everything. You don't have to pay no this, no that. Takes seven years. Wow. I was going to buy all his property. And his nephews threw a, a stick in a kibosh, you know. Mm. So I wound up buying a building. Oh, wow. When I, when I was buying it, he, he gave me a price. 
Then he called me up about a week or two. He said, I'm going to take off 10% because I like you. <laughs> Who, whoever does that takes off. <laughs> takes off money. Blimey, you'd never get that I, now. Pat. I already agreed. I agreed for the higher price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll